Welcome to another edition of Touring the AFC South. I am your host, Mike Patton. And on this episode, we have Mr. Trey Wingo stopping through. We're going to hear about what he's up to now, and we're going to talk about a little sports betting odds. Going to be fun. But before we get into the rest of the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to Touring the AFC South. On whatever platform you listen on, whether it is Apple Podcast, whether it is iHeartRadio, whether it's Google Podcast, whether it is Spotify. And if you like what you listen listening to, go ahead and give me a five-star rating on Spotify. Or you can give me a five-star rating and a review, favorable one, of course, on Apple Podcast. Of course, uh, my uh, chat with Trey Wingo will be coming up. But up first, like we always do with the show, we're going to do the Get It Off Your Chest segment. Now, everyone's used to week one and the overreactions on different teams. Of course, we're having overreactions on every single team out there. The Rams, they got an overreaction. Uh, Everyone thinks they're just going to be bad and this, this, and this. Now, I'm not saying they don't have any issues to work out, but some are going over the top. And of course, that's just an example. But one thing that we heard all off season is about Mr. Patrick Mahomes. What we heard most was, oh, he's going to miss Tyreek. Tyreek Hill, that is. He's going to miss Tyreek Hill. He's going to miss him so much. The passing game is going to regress. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. Well, you may have kind of looked past that he is a star quarterback. And he is a talented quarterback. Just an example, this game against the Arizona Cardinals, 30 of 39, 360 yards and five touchdowns. And of course, those five touchdowns came to three different players. Travis Kelsey had one for nine from nine yards out. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had two touchdown catches from Mahomes. Jody Fortson had one. And McCall Hardman just to top it all off with a two-yard reception for a touchdown. Yes, he got busy, and he didn't have Tyreek out there. Now, plenty of people want to talk, want to try to figure things out and all those different, you know, how did he do this, how did he do that? Now, of course, he probably did uh, a few different things that probably people were not used to seeing, you know, not going for all of the deep shots, but he definitely went through his progressions found the open guy, and, of course, had some pinpoint passes like he always does. But 
you've got to go even further with this one to the coaching staff that's there. Plenty forget Andy Reid did yeoman's work with the Philadelphia Eagles without, without a star wide receiver. Yes, Pharrell Owens was there one year. But all those other years, he had guys like, what, Freddie Mitchell and Greg Lewis. Not many remember who those guys were outside of maybe three or four years. I promise you. But yet, they were always good on offense. Every single year. Every single year. People tend to forget that. But, of course, you have to remind them a little bit. Now, There are some out there that will be saying that he played against the Arizona Cardinals and they're not that good. And you saw the late season slide that they had last year. And, you know, they, they, I don't know about them. Well, I will tell you one thing. Arizona does have an an all pro safety in uh, Buda Baker. They do have a few athletes up front in terms of their linebackers, Isaiah Simmons, uh, just to name one of them. And, of course, Xavier and Kyle is the other. But they do have some pieces. I don't think they're going to be just terrible defensively. But they do have pieces. I don't think I don't think they're going to be like studs defensively, I should say. But they do have pieces. And they are, you know, a talented defense. So they aren't just a bunch of scrubs out there. Plus... You know, it does take skill to do different things that Patrick Mahomes does. So don't discount what he's doing out there just because it's the Arizona Cardinals. No, no. They're NFL players. And what you're seeing is Patrick Mahomes is a very, very good quarterback. And apparently some people had to be reminded of that. No he did not make, I mean, Tyreek Tyre Hill did not make Patrick Mahomes. I think they both helped make each other. But that doesn't mean that Patrick Mahomes is going to be regress, or going to regress on the field or anything of that nature. He is a talented quarterback. He has a heck of an arm. And when he's going through his progressions and just picking you and picking you and picking you, He's very tough to beat, as the Arizona Cardinals saw in week one of the NFL season. It's going to be interesting to see how everything develops more and more for Patrick Mahomes as the season goes on. I mean, he didn't even use all of his weapons. I mean, he, he's got a Valdez Scantling that, that from they got from the Green Bay Packers as well. So just to throw another name out there. So. We'll see what happens. I'm just interested to see where all those folks that talked about Patrick Mahomes may regress without having Tyreek Hill. I'm just wondering what rock they're climbing under now. That's the Get It Off Your Chest segment for this episode. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, my chat with Trey Wingo on touring the AFC South. We'll be right back. Going through some things and not quite sure who to turn to? 
Well, let me tell you about Peace of Mind Counseling and Life Coaching. They offer services ranging from mental health counseling, parenting classes, life coaching services, therapy, alcohol and drug assessments, and so much more. And all the services are monitored by licensed supervisors. Also, they're currently offering free consultations for counseling or life coaching. All you need to do to get started is reach out to them online at www.peacemindclc.com or give them a call at 615-930-1230 to get started. Again, you can reach out to them online at www.peacemindclc.com or give them a call at 615-930-1230. So if you feel you need to talk to someone or know someone that needs to talk to someone, Take the time to reach out to Peace of Mind Counseling and Life Coaching, where the motto is, it costs you your peace of mind, then it is too expensive. Welcome back to Touring the AFC South. I am your host, Mike Patton. And of course, the odds were put out before them and the be the Colts and the Titans before the season started. Everyone had high hopes. Of course, week one happened, and some of those hopes are definitely dashed. And uh, one person that had the, the the keen eye on the betting odds for title contention for the Colts and the Titans is my next guest, Mr. Trey Wingo. What's going on? Hey, Mike. How are you? Good to be with you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you for having for uh, coming on. And, uh, of course, you know, everyone knows you a lot from ESPN. So really? <laughs> I'm going to ask, um, you know, what was one thing that um, what was one thing that, uh, you know, you're up to now or some things you're up to now that, that people may not be aware of? <laughs> well, that's a that's a kind of a long answer for you. So I'll try and keep it as short <laughs> as possible. Uh, I'm the chief trends officer and brand ambassador for Caesar Sportsbook, which is a, a fancy way of saying they want me to talk about football. Uh, I do a show every Monday on Spotify Live with my good friend, Mark Schlereth, called Upon Further Review, who I worked with for 13 years at ESPN. We break down football uh, every day of the year or every week of the year, Monday, 6 o'clock Eastern. Uh, I write for uh, uh, Facebook and something called treywingo.bulletin.com. Uh, I work for the PGA Tour, calling events for the PGA Tour. I work for Pro Football Network as their chief football analyst, and I do a show every week called More Than Football uh, and inside the NFL with them. Uh, I also work for the 33rd team, which is basically a conglomeration of former players, coaches, executives in the NFL. And I do two shows a week for them, recapping the Sunday night game as well as the Monday night game. I'm trying to think if there's anything that I missed. Uh, there might be a couple <laughs> of other things in there, but uh, yeah, we're, we're having a good time and we're keeping busy. Definitely, definitely. You know, people joke with me about me doing a whole bunch of things, but I think you've got me beat. <laughs> you know, you try. I'm, I'm just trying to keep up, Mike. I'm just trying to keep up. <laughs> well, uh, I will tell you that um, one team that's uh, definitely trying to keep up and keep ahead of all the publicity they're getting in the wrong way would be the Tennessee Titans at this point. Because, of course, everyone had them beating the uh, New York Giants. And, of course, you know, with being in Nashville, and I've lived in Nashville my my, my entire life, essentially. So, Basically, with the with the Titans, the thing is, when they're expected to win games, they usually either win them close or lose them. 
And when they're not expected to win, they usually win those games. So going into this game, I already had kind of had that feeling. I was like, I don't know if they're going to win this game. And sure well, enough. Yeah. I mean, that I, I get it. But, like, you're up 13 on a bad Giants team. Beat them. Like, sweep the leg, Danny. Finish them. Uh, <laughs> and I want to be clear. I'm a big believer in Mike Vrabel and a big believer in John Robinson, the general manager. Like, I think when it's all said and done, Mike Vrabel is going to be uh, the Belichick disciple, for lack of a better term, that has the best coaching career, uh, even though he never was a coach for Bill Belichick, but he played under Bill Belichick all those years in New England. So I am I'm a huge believer in Mike Vrabel. This was a terrible loss. You're up 13 to nothing on a Giants team that is extremely limited, for lack of a better term. Uh, you have to finish it. You know, there are some questionable things, a third and one where they went double tight end reverse when you have Derrick Henry there back and ready to go after missing over half of last season before coming back in the postseason. Um, that was, I think, a call that they would like to have over. They muff a punt, which was also a big part of that game. But you also had a one when Daniel Jones threw a fourth quarter interception in the red zone, in the, in the end zone. Like, finish it. They, they just didn't finish the game. And I think that's the thing that that is going to be gnawing at them until they get back on the field next week. Definitely will be. And, you know, by next week, they do have the Buffalo Bills on Monday Night Football. Which yeah, is a good luck with tough that. Tough challenge. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me put it this way. The, the best way I can sort of make Tennessee people feel bad about it is they're a 10-point dog right now going into that game on Caesar Sports. Uh, and this was uh, despite the fact that they beat the Buffalo Bills last year. Uh, as a six-point underdog. And when Mike Vrabel-led teams are at least a six-point underdog, they're six and two straight up. So they know how to play the underdog card very well. But this is a really, really good Bills team uh, they're going to face on Monday night that's had the benefit of a few extra days rest because they started in that Thursday night opener and absolutely destroyed the Super Bowl champion Rams. And when I – people need to understand how well they played in that game. Um, first of all, they didn't punt. And going back to their four last regular season games, they haven't punted in three – the Bills haven't in three of their last four regular season games. The NFL has been tracking punts since 1939. That had never happened before. Okay? So we're talking about peak efficiency on this Bills offense and a defense that was number one overall last year in total defense, scoring defense, passing defense, and on third down, and they added Von Miller who had two tacks and three tackles for losses in his debut on Thursday night. So, yeah, the Titans can do it, but by God, it's going to be brutally difficult. Definitely. And they're on the road this time, where, as opposed to them hosting yeah. the Bills the last two times. Correct. So, <clears throat> as far as their odds, I don't know what their odds were before they lost this game. Better but... than they are now. Better <laughs> than they are now. Like right now, the Colts remain a slight favor to win the division, even though they tied with the Texans at minus 140. Titans are plus 225. Jags are plus 650. And the Texans are way back in the distance. Yes, yes. I, I kind of figured the Texans wouldn't be close to everybody. But, hey, you kind of put it numbers-wise for me. Yeah. <laughs> now, of course, uh, going forward with the, the odds that they have, of course, if they win this game in Buffalo, they, that would definitely boost their odds a little bit more. A lot. A lot. Uh, it would boost their odds a lot. I mean, the Bills are the prohibitive favorite at Caesar Sportsbook to win the whole thing. No one has shorter odds than the Bills at this point. Yeah, definitely. We'll see what happens. But, of course, you know, like I mentioned, 
They always seem to win the games that no one expects them to win. And you said did say with the six and two against uh, the spread straight up, correct? Yeah, when they have to, when they're given six when they're getting six points or more. Got you, got you. Now, as far as uh, the other team in this division, that is, uh, people are kind of going back and forth with winning the title. They didn't necessarily have a great game either. They were down as much as twenty to three to the Texans. Of course, the Texans became the Texans and let them back in the game. But of course, neither one of them could finish off each other in overtime, and they tied twenty to twenty. Which it 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 was just watching the game. It just looked like the offense was kind of blah. It looked like the, they couldn't they they couldn't take advantage of the red zone opportunities that the Texans gave them. It just, well, I don't know what to say about, I don't know what to say about the, te- the, uh, the Colts right now and their odds. I don't, woo, you know, some people had them as a playoff contender or a potential dark horse Super Bowl contender. And I don't know what to say about that at this point. Well, listen, I think we can overreact very strongly week one, right? Everybody does it. It's a, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. It was a bad game for the Colts. Like it was a bad game for the Titans. There's no question. But I think they're going to be fine. I do think they're the best team in the division. I mean, Matt Ryan is, to me, an upgrade over Carson Wentz and whoever or whomever Frank Reich has had uh, as a starting quarterback, as a as a head coach. He's had five different starting quarterbacks in his five different seasons as a head coach. I think Matt Ryan, at this point, outside of you know Andrew Luck, has been the best. Um, but you know, you mentioned red zone opportunities. One play that drove me crazy, like I did not understand it on Sunday, was that the Colts at one point, I think they were only down three nothing at this point, or maybe seven three, whatever. It was early in the game, and it was a fourth and goal from like the three, and they went for it, and they took Matt Ryan off the field and put Naheem Hines in the shotgun. It was a direct snap to him, snap to him, and the Texans sniffed it out and just stuffed it for no gain. What are you doing? Like you made this huge offseason trade to get Matt Ryan, who is an former NFL MVP, who's thrown for over 50,000 yards uh, in his career. Why are you doing a direct step to, to Naheem Hines? Like that play call was one of the most perplexing of the entire day for me, much in the same way the double tight end reverse was for Tennessee. Like you, you, that's why you brought him over here, man. Like that's why you have Matt Ryan. You pay quarterbacks for three reasons if we're being honest about it, to win on third down, to win in two-minute situations, and to win in the red zone. Why are you taking him off the field? It was one of the worst coaching decisions of the entire week one. Definitely. I have to agree. Now, I will tell you this. Uh, the the Titans did kind of try to one-up them on third down. They did have Derrick Henry at the in, in the in the wildcat position, and I'm like, okay, what are we doing here? <laughs> but I'm okay, I'm okay with that because it's Derrick Henry. Like he's a human refrigerator with arms and legs. You know, this is Naheem Hines. Oh, I like Naheem Hines. Good change of pace player. Very shifty, very speedy. But he's not getting that first down. I mean, at least with Derrick Henry, you have receipts of what Derrick Henry can do in that situation. That's true. That's true. And like uh, in the uh, touring the AFC South inbox, Corey Jackson Sr., don't reinvent the wheel. Sheesh. Very well okay. put. There it is. <laughs> for those that have checked out my picture, my new picture for my you know graphics for my podcast, you can tell I have a new image, an updated image, a professional looking image. It's time for you to take control of your image 
and you can take control of your professional image with a fresh set of headshots by the good folks of Joshua Silver's Photography. Let Josh at Joshua Silver's Photography handle your personal branding, business headshots, portrait, or any other photographic need with great pricing and even better quality. You can reach him via phone at 423-557-6746. Once again, that's 423-557-6746. You can also reach him at Instagram at Joshua Silver's Photography. Or you can reach him on Facebook. Call Joshua Silver's Photography and get yourself booked today. I know I did. And he's got me looking great. All right. Now, of course, with both of these teams, uh, they do have odds. Now, how much would you say the odds kind of went, kind of affected the Colts in this one, would you say? Uh, in terms of after the win? After, the, after uh, the tie, after, rather? Yes, yes. Well, as I said, they're, they're, they're still the favorite to win the division. I, I think they had, what, a minus 140? Yeah, there's still a slight uh, at minus 140, and the Titans are plus 225. So they're still the favorites to win the division. Um, but if they struggle again in their next uh, in their next uh, outing, those those odds may shift. Like the odds are very malleable, man. Right? Like uh, depending on results, the odds change dramatically. So um, you know the Cowboys look were looking pretty good before Week One on the odds, and then they <laughs> were terrible. You know, they were the only team, the only team. Think about this for a second. The Dallas Cowboys were the only team Week One not to score a touchdown. Not the Chicago Bears, not the Houston Texans. Not the Atlanta Falcons. It was the Dallas bleeping Cowboys that were the only team in the NFL to not score a touchdown in week one. That is brutal. Very much, very much. Throw the New York Jets in there as well. Um, and, they, now, and they've lost 13 straight <laughs> games in September, tying the Rams right. from 2007 to 2010 for the longest September losing streak. Even they scored a touchdown. Right, right. And they had Joe Flacco at quarterback, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> all right now of course you know for those that aren't aware can you kind of uh break down a little bit how betting odds kind of work a little bit if you don't mind well I, I will but like that's not my forte i don't set the odds i want to be clear about that mm -hmm. there are people much smarter than me in las vegas that do that what i do is interpret the data which i what i've done every year i've worked espn for nfl live nfl primetime sports center golik and wingo like, for example, the Chiefs were four-and-a-half-point favorites uh, on the road Sunday. Well, why are they favorites on the road against an Arizona team that made the playoffs? Well, because Patrick Mahomes is a golden god, okay? The Chiefs went into that game having won seven straight week one wins. They've now won eight straight week one wins, longest streak in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes threw for five touchdown passes. He is the only player in NFL history to throw at least one, three touchdown passes and no interceptions over five straight season openers. He was also the only quarterback to ever do it for four straight season openers. Uh, the Chiefs, with Patrick Mahomes as their starter, went into that game 6-0 and straight up uh, against NFC teams when they played them on the road. They're now 7-0 and playing NFC teams on the road with Patrick Mahomes under center. So I don't set the odds. The odds are set by people that are much smarter than me in terms of how to do this. What I do is tell you why the odds are the way they are. Like, for example, all those things I just gave you, that's why the Chiefs were favored at four and a half. I think it went up to six by game day over the Arizona Cardinals. Wow. Wow. I mean, definitely, if you, you're not listening to Mr. Trey Wingo about these odds and all the things that he has out there, 
you're definitely, definitely missing out. Now, of course, I want to ask, of course, go back to the ESPN days just for a moment. Mm -hmm. I want to ask, what is some of the more memorable things that you you had, memorable times that you had there that you can kind of think of off the top of your head? I had a, I had a, like a, a, a bucket ton. You know what I mean? There were, <laughs> there were so many things that were great. I mean, a lot of the folks that I worked with at ESPN are like, I always say there's three kinds of people you work with, right? There's your coworkers. Well, you're just there. You share the same space. You work for the same company. They're your friends. And then there are your boys and all my friends that were my boys at ESPN still remain my boys, whether it's Mark Schlereth, whom I work with, as I said, in a bunch of different ways now, whether it's Ryan Clark or Herm Edwards or Damian Woody or Ron Jaworski or Tim Hasselbeck or Jeff Saturday or uh, Merrill Hodge, uh, all those guys are still my friends. You know, we still hang out. They're still my boys. We do all that. That, that was the thing that meant the most to me. Teddy Bruschi, my God, I worked with Teddy forever. Um, you know, those are the things that I remember more than the actual moments. I mean, you know, covering 18 Super Bowls was great and covering the Olympics was great and covering NBA championships was great. Covering the U.S. Open and the British Open and Wimbledon and the U.S. Open tennis, those were all wonderful things to go to and I enjoyed every one of them. But it's always the people. It's always the people that that sort of, get things going and that was the impetus for the podcast that we do you know half forgotten history podcast all the stories that i heard that never made it onto the air uh, one way or the other because of you know time constraints or it didn't really fit in with what we were doing but the stories that i'd heard in the green room or or the stories that i'd heard out to dinner at a super bowl or at a pro bowl or a playoff game like those stories are what make things more interesting and that's the whole point of the half forgotten history podcast uh, we had uh, Alan Robinson last week. We had uh, Matt Ryan uh, week one of this year, season eight of the pod. It's called uh, Half Forgotten History. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. Or also, it's on my YouTube page, Trey Wingo Presents. We're dropping Jake Plummer this week. Jake the Snake. Wow. I haven't heard that name in a long time. He's now a mushroom salesman. And how he got wow. to being an <laughs> organic mushroom salesman, it's a great story. So uh, check that out. That'll be dropping on Thursday wherever you get your podcasts, or you can check it out because it's a video podcast as well as an audio podcast on my YouTube page, Trey Wingo Presents. Wow. Wow. You are definitely a man of many talents and doing a lot of different things. And uh, as you've mentioned throughout the show, a few different things that you're working on. Do you have anything else you want to tell uh, uh, the uh, those that are tuning in that you're working on that they need to look out for? Yeah. I mean, like it's, it's all good. We got a couple of things that may be <laughs> happening, but the most important thing is, you know, to, to, to enjoy what you do and enjoy who you do it with. And, and that's the luxury that I find myself having right now. Like I, I love football. Like I love football. Like it's my favorite thing and specifically the NFL. Uh, this is my favorite time of the year. If I'm not doing this, uh, I love covering golf and uh, I've been very fortunate to cover a lot of great events. Um, so things are good, man. Like uh, everyone should have my problems, I guess is the easiest <laughs> way to say it. Got you, got you. Now, of course, the Colts play the Jaguars this weekend, another conference, uh, excuse me, divisional battle. They better and, win. Uh, yeah, definitely. And then the Titans face the Bills on Monday night for the world to see. So that ought to be interesting as well. Uh, Trey Wingo, thank you for stopping through, touring the ASC South, giving uh, a nice education on a few different things going on and a lot of a lot of facts, a lot of facts for it, people man. to know. Anytime and, uh, you need me, let me know. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And if you want, if you if you would, can you give everyone where they can find you on uh, social media? Sure. Uh, my Twitter is at Wingos with a Z at W I N G O Z. Uh, Instagram is at Trey dot Wingo. Uh, TikTok, yeah, started the TikTok thing. <laughs> that I think that's Trey Wingo sixty three because literally Trey Wingo one through sixty two were taken. So uh, Trey Wingo sixty three <laughs> on that. And my Facebook page is just Trey Wingo. All my uh, stuff that I write for Bulletin and a lot of stuff I put up there is also available on my Facebook page. All right. All right. Well, thank you for coming through. And thank everyone for tuning in to Touring the AFC South with your host, Mike Patton. We're out.